0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host Mike Walterslaw and my co-host Eddie Richard. And uh, we have a great show for you. Uh, loaded show, tons of information to talk about with the, uh, the NHL coming back and the Ducks and the roster and all kinds of craziness. But I guess the best part, Eddie, is that we made it. It's 2021. We got out of 2020, Eddie. Are, are you not excited to have that year behind you or what?
1: Uh, I guess it's bittersweet. Yeah, 2020 kind of sucked, but it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I'm like the great, I'm, I'm in the best shape. I have been in the last, like, 10 years, I want to say. And it kind of forced me to, like, staying home and just looking at the four walls every day just forced me to kind of get out more and be more, like, healthy and, and to kind of get myself back together. So, like, the second like, since July, since I jumped off that stratosphere, I think everything has been trending up. So I want to just continue this momentum in the 2021. Now, if we can just go watch some damn games, that'd be great because I'm getting really desperate. About to go sneak in to watch some beer league games and just... <laughs> just to get some kind of hockey fix.
0: Oh, I agree. That, that That's one issue that we will talk about on this show. As you all know, that the NHL is coming back, of course, right? Uh, our last show was at the very beginning of December. Uh, a little bit after that, they announced that they're going to start the season back up. We will have more regular shows uh, during the the course of the regular season probably uh, weekly if not every two weeks, but uh, hockey is back right officially as you all know already We'll kind of talk about that a little bit dive into the ducks plenty of news going on with them uh, We got the world juniors to discuss as well and tons and tons of fan questions So it's a loaded of show. It's gonna you know grab a seat grab a beer or, or if you're on a road trip or, or, or driving home to and from work, don't grab a beer, but you know, pay attention <laughs> to the road and listen. We got plenty to talk about. So, hey, what's your New Year's yeah. resolution before we go on? I, that's a good one. Um, that's a tough one, you know. For me, now you throw me on the spot right now, and I, I really don't even know what my. Sorry, resolution it was just on top
1: of my head, just to throw it out there. So. I'm no pretty- no it's
0: I, I like it I, you know sometimes we're random on the show which is good you know you kind of throw a loop into it and then we look at it and go hmm uh, mine probably is just to uh, you know basically continue with being positive uh, like you said earlier I looked at 2020 uh, there's a lot of things that I started to realize that happened that year uh, as you and I talked about before we recorded the show today so uh, I, I look towards you know giving out good energy. And basically doing that instead of being negative, I think 2020, I got a little negative here and there. Uh, We've talked about on previous shows, I got a little bit out of weight or overweight, excuse me, and uh, drank a little bit too much. I then ended up going back to working out and losing that weight, got back to a more happier place. And I think my goal is to stay that way. Uh, I I think 2020 was so challenging in general for everybody, uh, for me personally, Um, you know, as you all know, the year started off really, really, uh, crappy for me with my mom passing away. And and this last new year's wasn't, wasn't easy, uh, obviously, but, uh, it is what it is. And I, I think that's the goal is to be consistent, stay healthy, stay positive, stay motivated. And I really think that's the best way to look at it, Eddie, because as you and I've talked about things come at us in our life and we don't always have control over what is thrown at us, but we have control over how we respond.
1: Oh, well said! I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm a big control freak. I like to control every aspect of things, even even stuff I can't control. So I have to kind of just uh, when things come at me, I have to just be able to respond in a positive way. And you're probably one of the most positive people I know. So it's 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 always good to have you in my corner. Like like you said, yeah, you're my brother, dude. Like we say this all the time. And I I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So uh, cheers to twenty twenty fu twenty twenty and welcome to twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, absolutely, my man. I mean, uh, as everybody knows, you know, I mean, 2020 was is what it was. You know, the last game you and I went to saw the Deloria hat trick. You know, uh, like you said, uh, I feel like uh, you're my uno- you know unofficial or non biological brother, however you want to term that damn thing, but. Uh, I, I, feel the same way, you know, so it's always been a pleasure doing this stuff with you. And we always joke around, try to bring light to the show and not be negative, uh, which we have. And, uh, yeah, I went through a struggle last year. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a lot of stuff go on. A lot of people know about it. I talk a lot of, uh, about it on Facebook. You know, I don't hide, uh, behind the stuff that I go through. Um, you've gone through stuff too. And we always reach out to everybody. You know, if you ever have an issue with anything, You're more than welcome to DM us, uh, text us, email us, whatever. We're always here to help people out. Um, That's why, you know, 2021, I'm like, let's go, right? New year, uh, start off strong and see what's going to happen with this year. It's got to be better, right? So uh, that's the way I look at it. It can only go up from here. So um, with that, you know, the return of hockey, as we talked about, is coming. Uh, It it was going to come on my birthday, right, Eddie? You and I, Team Capricorn. Uh, I thought it was going to be the 15th. It ended up being the 13th, which, hey, that's fine. And and obviously the Ducks are on the 14th. Um, That's all good. But uh, just a quick rundown. I mean, a lot of you already know this uh, as far as what's going on, but they they approved the season. They're going to do 56 games. Uh, A lot of these games are going to be kind of back-to-back, playing the same teams within the division, right? So they they, uh, realigned everything. We'll break that down right now. Basically, they took all the Canadian teams, and they're in their own division for the uh, quote-unquote North Division, and then the way that kind of worked is the uh, Pacific Division had Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver all removed, and then we kind of got this right on the last show, Eddie, but they added Colorado. We thought Dallas was going to come in. They did not add Dallas. Instead, they added St. Louis and Minnesota, which geographically makes zero sense, Uh, They should have added Dallas in one of those teams like we talked about, but that's what's going on there. Then the Central Division, they pulled uh, Columbus and Carolina and the two Florida teams, the Panthers and uh, the uh, Lightning, into the Central. And then basically everything left, they just put in the East, (laughs) kind of the way it went down. But I thought it was interesting the way that they redid it, Eddie. Uh, I, I know it's going to be weird because now you got the Ducks and Colorado playing each other in the same division, which is going to be kind of crazy because you know Colorado's your second team, as everybody knows, and uh, it, it's going to be intense. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be you know positive for the Ducks. It's going to be tough. I mean, yeah, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver leave, but not all those teams were doing as well, right? Where now you're bringing in three teams that are pretty good contenders, so. Uh, I get the realignment, you know, with everything going on. I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but I don't know if it's going to help the Ducks too much, Eddie.
1: Yeah, Colorado and St. Louis being added, that's going to be tough. They're both probably really, really good teams. With Minnesota, good. I hope the Ducks stomp the crap out of them. I hope all the other teams stomp the crap out of them. Like, at this point, if Ducks and Kings, or if a Kings in Minnesota played, I'm going for the Kings. If Sharks in Minnesota played, I'm going for the Sharks. I can't stand Minnesota. So I'm kind of glad they're in the Pacific, and I hope they get just stomped on. But seeing these other teams, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be fun seeing uh, Vegas and Colorado go at it. I think the, the, both of those teams are really fun to watch. And with this new, I guess, alignment, it's it might cause some new rivalries on, on other teams, maybe... You know, Kings and Colorado rivalry, Vegas and Colorado teams that don't play each other because they're in the Pacific and they're in the Central. So maybe this sparks up some new rivalries and we get some more outdoor games. Maybe who knows? Anaheim and Minnesota really start hating each other and just battle through this this division, and then come next few years, you know, Ducks can be in a Winter Classic against Minnesota or something like that. Just I think it's a little bit more positive to create more rivalries.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's definitely that rivalry factor for sure. I just, uh, it's just like when I saw those teams come in, I'm like Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. I'm like, really, man? You got to throw all these teams in, you know, in this, I don't know, in this division? It's going to be crazy. So that's what we got now. Uh, the way that the situation is for the playoffs too, it, it changed a little bit. case you didn't know. So the top four teams of each division will make the first round of the playoffs. There's no more wildcard teams. So, you know, team one will play team four, two against three, then obviously the winners will play each other, which then also leads to the conference finals. So you're going to have a Canadian team, right? Because the North division now uh, is all Canadian teams. So you have that in the mix. So that part's going to be a little bit interesting. I I wasn't a big fan of the whole wildcard thing uh, anyways, Uh, We talked about it before how you could have a team be a wild card and then put in the other division, and you could have basically two teams fight it out for the division. So here at least you're going to have a team from each division respectively. Um, And, you know, other than the whole thing with Dallas, I I, I like the format. I think it works out pretty good uh, overall. But, yeah, like Eddie said, you know, some of these rivalries, is going to be interesting. Um, You know, Colorado and L.A., remember they had their outdoor game, uh, recently too so they might go at it uh, like you said minnesota's in the mix uh, as well you know talk about the pacific division um, so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out uh, for the ducks in here and, and we'll get to more of this too i know a lot of you asked fan questions about how the ducks are gonna do and all this so that, that's coming later in the show so we'll do that and, and just for the way the show's going we're still doing the whole you know talk about the the league first and the ducks fan questions and, and other league news We'll kind of keep it that format for now. And then when the season starts, it'll probably uh, more pretty much focused on the Ducks, obviously. Uh, Some of the key dates to to keep in mind, too. Training camps have already started. Uh, The Ducks started on December 31st. The league started on January 3rd. And like we said, season's going to start on January 13th. we have got the trade deadline, April 12th. And then the season's supposed to end May 8th with the playoffs then starting on May 11th. And then all the draft free agency stuff in July. So that's kind of the roadmap, obviously subject to change, as we've always been saying. But um, that's what we're looking at now. And the AHL is supposed to start on February 5th with the OHL and WHL still up in the air, Eddie. So at least we know that we have the NHL and the AHL back. It should be exciting. I do like the playoff format. I I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know where the Ducks are going to end up. You and I talked about it with this division realignment. We we didn't have high hopes before. And uh, I I think they're a fringe team. I I mean, the way that they're at now, maybe they squeeze in as the fourth team in the West. But, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of hopes for that, Eddie.
1: Yeah, I just – I don't want to be all negative or anything. I'm just being realistic. The Ducks don't really have a team that I can see that can make the playoffs in their division right now. If They did squeak in that, uh, you know, in the playoffs. I can't see them moving past the first round, and that's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just the Ducks don't have – they just don't have that capability right now. They don't have the star power. Their biggest star right now is John Gibson, and and unless every one of their players rises to their their potential, I can't see the Ducks – doing that well in this division i think 2022 is going to be a lot better for the ducks but this one's going to be one of those seasons where it's going to be maybe tough i I just want them to prove and improve on what they did last season i want them to score some more power play goals and score some more goals like just shoot the damn puck and, and get things in front of the net and hopefully it goes in because last year was kind of tough like i said numerous times on the power play it was just I wasn't even happy. The ducks got a power play. I'd use the time to go to the refrigerator, get another beer, or use the restroom because I knew nothing was going to happen. No,
0: and you're right. And that's been a problem on the power play for the last couple seasons. So that's definitely an issue that they have to work on, uh, you know, going into this new season. And uh, we'll basically transition. We'll, we'll talk about all the Ducks now. Uh, we did get an early Christmas present, right? We found out that Ryan Miller, right before Christmas, decided to come back. And not only come back to the NHL, but he signed a one-year deal for $1 million with the Ducks, which was a huge add, uh, added bonus, right? We weren't really sure, like, last season he was going to retire. You know, he played uh, the game at Buffalo, got that start. We thought that was it. Lockdown, all the other craziness and, and whatever happened last year. So it was kind of up in the air. He, he appeared on TV Uh, two where they were talking about uh, the the hockey couples and whatnot, and they had different things on there, and you really weren't sure what was going to happen after everything, but he decided to come back. Kind of makes sense with the uh, division uh, breakdowns and everything, and and now with the teams only playing within a division, right? So the Ducks aren't going to go up to Canada, right? They're not going to play in the Canadian teams. They're not going to go to the East Coast. Everything's pretty much going to be on the West Coast, uh, you know, other than St. Louis and Minnesota, obviously, right? They're going to have to go out there, but um, they're going to stay close to home, which was something that he did talk about was, you know, a concern is how that was going to work out. So I'm happy he's back, though one, you know, I guess side effect or uh, other uh, consequence of that uh, having him come back is that Dostal and Stolars aren't going to be uh, backups to uh, Gibson. We talked about Stolarz. We thought he might be the backup if Miller didn't come, you know, back. But now that's not going to happen, Eddie. So, I mean, I'm happy. I'm glad Miller's back from one more season. One million, great deal. Uh, it's just those other guys up and coming. They're they're going to have to wait their uh, their time.
1: And that's the way it goes in hockey. And things happen like this. You have to be patient. Just work on your game and get that much better. And when it's your time, you take advantage of it and you you give it all you got. And hopefully, you can stick it through. I think the best thing about Miller coming back was his tweet on De- December 23rd when he said, tried out retirement for nine months, thanks COVID, decided I wasn't feeling it, happy to be back. That was just the funniest tweet right there. It, it got everyone going. I uh, I know he was probably been frustrated not playing since, what, last March, but he's back. I'm glad he's back. He's been one of my favorite goalies for a long time when he was in, uh, in Buffalo. I, I liked him. It was not just when he came to the Ducks, so I'm, I'm happy that he's back for another year. Uh, and hopefully... Um, these other goalies can learn from him too. He he has that experience. He that veteran leadership. It's gonna be good. Uh, hopefully they can both stay healthy, and I think they're gonna have some uh, some decent seasons. They're gonna help the Ducks get some wins.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped up. Like I I want to see these guys. Uh, in the pipeline come up, uh, especially Dossel. I'm really big on him. I, I'm really big on him, and and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later too, because we got the uh, the whole taxi team thing, you know, that we're going to talk about too, and and whatnot. We'll we'll break that down in just a second. But uh, for me, the thing that I, I'm kind of frustrated, I feel like the Ducks kind of missed out a little bit because we've talked about other players on past shows. If you listen, and how the Ducks can improve. So, you know, in the goalie position, Miller's back. We have some in the pipeline. Not a big deal. The Ducks went and got Shattenkirk right out of him for the offseason. We'll we'll kind of talk about our projected roster here in a minute, too. Again, we're like, okay, defense, fine. We look at the forward situation. Eddie and I talked about a few different players that were available, and we thought that the Ducks could get them on the cheap. Well, (laughs) a couple of these players signed with other teams, so I was kind of frustrated for me. Uh, watching this and you know Eddie and I, I talked about this a little bit but you had Anthony Duclair right he was kind of a thorn in the duck side every time that they played him and he goes and signs a one-year deal for 1.7 million with Florida so I'm like okay great so there's another guy off the board then you have Andreas uh, Anathasu, and he signs a one-year deal with LA and I'm like god you know uh I, I don't want to cuss but you know Fuck, basically. I'm like, you know, these two guys were the ones that, you know, we talked about a bunch of players that, hey, we said, hey, can the Ducks go out, get somebody on the cheap and help add the offense? Well, look at these, both these guys signed cheap deals, and then freaking Andreas goes to LA, which you all know how much we love LA, right? And, and I'm just like, man, that's what's killing me with this team because I feel like this team can have a decent year, right? You got Miller back you you got your top four on defense. I don't think this team's going to do completely horrible. But if you're in this win-now mode, which you know Murray likes to throw out there, then why wouldn't you go get one of these guys' cheap-ass deals? They play multiple positions. They can score goals. And Adam, I mean, yes, there's a lot of young players in the pipeline. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited for all those players. We'll get to that, too, in a minute. But Eddie, they passed up some of these guys And it's like, dude, I I I don't know. I just I'm a little frustrated.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, same here. I guess in Bob's defense, with Duclair, he did sign with in Florida for the 1.7, and there's no state tax. So I think if he would have signed with the Ducks, they probably would have had to pay him a little bit more to kind of compensate compensate for that no state tax. It just it goes to show, too, a player like Duclair, he decided to represent himself and not have an agent. I think it was a, a bad move on his part. He could have got a lot more money than 1.7. Maybe, like you said, Mike, or off off the show, uh, well, 2.5. I'm saying at the high, maybe at the most, 3 million he could have got. But this was a, another one of these players that the Ducks could have used, and he would have really helped the Ducks, his speed, and he can score goals. And then... Uh, at Tennessee, that $1.3 million in L.A., that one stings. Like I wanted him to come to the Ducks. He, he's, he, he's a player that has a lot of potential. He's a really fast player. He can help the offense, play those multiple positions, and then see him going to L.A. on a really cheap deal. That's just kind of like, man, if Murray's talking about win now, he wants to get this team and it's retooling, but it just – it just doesn't work. Just bargain Bob doesn't – doesn't. this was a bargain. This was, I guess was the player that – I guess the, the player that you could have bargained on, but he, he didn't want to do this. I don't understand why, and this would have definitely helped. Yeah, I know we're clogged, but with the whole taxi squad and everything, the, the, there could have been room for him, and I think it would have been a good fit. So this kind of stings seeing him go, but both of these players go. That, that's the one that kind of like, man, I really wish they would have came and tried to help the Ducks.
0: Yeah, and that's what you and I talked about. And then with Andreas going to L.A., it's like, really, dude? It's like, oh, man, the Ducks didn't get him, but he also goes to one of our rivals. So that was kind of irritating. So, But let's kind of take a look at the Ducks and where they're at with their roster, what's going to happen. You know they had the training camp already. They started. Uh, some of my sources told me, too, that the Ducks players were practicing before. Uh, Gibson was seen at Great Park Ice. Uh, during the month of December practicing, and some of the other guys were ahead of time. So that may help the Ducks a little bit. I don't know what's going on with the other teams around the league, but I do know that some of the Ducks players were out there doing their thing beforehand. So hopefully that'll help. But the way it'll roll out is like this. There's a 23-man roster and then a four to six-member taxi team, right? Like, all right, here we go. Call up your yellow cab. Exciting, right? It's kind of a wrench that they threw in this with with the lockdowns and and all this other uh, craziness. But So the Ducks have that breakdown, 23-man roster, which will give what we think it'll be. Cap Friendly has uh, the uh, 23-man roster as it is now. And then on the Ducks' website... The camp roster has 41 players, so we'll go into that and kind of give what we think will happen. Before I do that, though, Eddie, I'll let you break it down. There are some new numbers for some of the Ducks players, so um, you want to let everybody know what's going on with uh, some of the changes and new numbers?
1: Oh yeah, before that, this taxi thing, I think think the league really missed an opportunity to get some sponsors, because like, taxi team, it's kind of generic, you could have just bid for uber or lyft to get the rights like hey we have these four to six member uber or lyft team Mm -hmm. but no they did something else with ads we'll talk about later but let's get down to the new numbers uh milano changed his number from 22 to 12 Uh, 12 was one of my old hockey numbers i used to use i liked the number 12 and it's funny because i had an ex-girlfriend back in high school that picked that number for me yeah that sounds so lame but i actually like that number 12 uh, Steele goes from 34 to 23. Some hand, some fans were not happy about this because Boschman wore 23. But Gibbons did wear 23 when he was at the Ducks too. So Steele's not the, 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 the only person to wear 23 uh, since Bochman retired. Shattenkirk, of course, took his number 22. That's why Milano changed his number. Curran uh, went to 44. That's my personal favorite number, and that's my hockey number. I've been waiting for a player to get this number so I can buy their jersey and I just haven't had a player that that had it. So hopefully this will be a player that comes in and plays well, plays physical, like my type of hockey, and, and that would be kind of cool to get a, a number with 44 on it. Uh, per, How do you say that name, Mike? Per- Perot. Perot, yeah. Perot goes to 64, Zegris 46, and, th- and Drysdale 34. Now I always talk about how I like the, like the old school mentality at to earn your spot, but this is one of the the traditions the ducks have that I wouldn't mind going away. I wouldn't mind them uh, letting their players pick their own numbers. I think your number in any sport is probably like really important. Like to me, I always feel like my game's off when I don't have my number. I didn't play on a few teams before because I couldn't get my specific number. It's just those little things, especially with hockey players, are so superstitious. Uh, and they have to have certain things. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it would help their number a little bit to uh, uh help their play a little bit if they get to pick their own number. Uh, Still, he's going to 23. He's on a contract year, too. Him switching the number. I, I, just for that reason, too, I think he's going to have a, a good year on top of his contract year. But I, I could just, I don't know, for some, for some reason, I think a number is really important. And I, I always think that, yeah, I, I like the old school mentalities, but I think the Ducks should allow number, uh, players to pick their own numbers.
0: I'm with you. Numbers are important, man. Uh, twenty-two has been a lucky number for me. So when Milano had it, and then I knew Shattenkirk came, I was like, "Uh-oh, something's going to have to happen." So here we go. Right, Shattenkirk takes twenty-two. Milano goes to twelve. Kind of bummed about that, but you know, I get it. Uh, another one is a lot of you know is uh, fifty-five. Uh, that was the first Ducks jersey. I actually two jerseys, as you remember, my mom bought me the uh, home and away nineteen ninety-three jerseys with uh 55 on both those were her lucky number uh so I, I have jerseys with 55 on there and then of course my number which i wore uh for sports was 88 so i've got i got a whole bunch of different numbers. i got 22 i got five or 55 and 88 so i got you know a lot of numbers in there um
1: i but- had jordan's number before 23 when i ran track they just randomly gave out numbers and i got 23 but that was for track when i did that
0: no, and you know, and I think it's interesting you brought that thing up too about twenty three and and people with steel going down to that number. I mean, I know it was Boeschman and everything, but you know, I I don't know, I don't, I don't think that's a big deal. That's just my take. I mean, he was on and off with of the team. Don't get me wrong, I love Francois, I love him. It's one of my wife's favorite players too. But uh, I, you know, I, I'm not too upset about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they switched those numbers around, so that's the latest update. And yeah, numbers always. You know, to me, have importance. They have importance to you, and I know a lot of the people out there too. Whatever sport you played, you had your a uh, uh, lucky number uh, as well. So, uh, just a little update there on those numbers for the team. Now, as far as the roster, I guess it's hard to predict what it's going to be. This taxi team kind of throws a wrench into things. But Eddie and I looked at the team. We looked at you know who's on the roster. We looked at cap friendly. Looked at the Ducks roster page. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I think we'll start kind of reverse order. Uh, the part that's you know the least uh, up in the air is goalies, right? We know it's Gibson and Miller, so we can kind of just move on from that one, right? We don't have, we don't have to debate that part. Um, in terms of defensemen, Eddie and I talk about this. Uh, we agree on the top four, but how the pairing will be will be a little. Uh, we're not sure 100 percent, or you know we we have our own thoughts on this, but we know the top four are going to be Fowler. Lindholm, Manson, and Shattenkirk, right? Alphabetical order. Uh, they talk about Larson, Curran, and Juice being the bottom three. Eddie and I talk about this. I think it might be Fowler and Shattenkirk and then Lindholm and Manson. But, uh, Eddie, on this one, you think it might be reversed? You you think maybe Fowler, Manson, and then Lindholm and Shattenkirk?
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, d- day one at camp, uh, Tim Campbell from the NHL had an article about Kevin Shattenkirk playing uh playing with Lindholm and he compared him to Victor Hedman he was paired with him on the first day he said that Lindholm covers a lot of ground he's a phenomenal skater and breaks pucks out of his zone. they were feeding each other passes and just kept continuously talking to each other to, to learn how they play it seemed from that article from that day that they had a little bit of chemistry on that first day going so it seems like you know moving forward uh why not let these two guys uh, keep playing together and build that chemistry and hopefully they can Become a, a really dangerous duel on the back end right there, uh, so that that that's the only reason why I switched that. Other than that, I, I agree with the, with the rest of the lineup that you had. But I think um, like why not try Lindholm and Shattenkirk out, especially they had that that good that good first day, and, and who knows what's gonna happen if, if they can get some chemistry and they can get some fire in the back end.
0: Well, I agree. I, I mean, like we said, top four, and, may, and maybe they switch those pairings up a little bit, but not a really you know big debate as far as you know the defensemen at at least the top two pairings. We know the top four, so we're good there. Then, as terms of forwards, uh, maybe a little bit up in the air, but like I said, this taxi thing kind of throws a wrench into it. I, I mean, I think the top six. You're still going with Milano, Getzoff, Heinen, Silverberg, Henrik, Raquel. Uh, maybe still throw out the Jones Steele Terry line, and then of course the fourth line you got Delorier, Grant Rowney uh, Agazino and Bacchus uh, to fill in as well. So I don't I don't think there's a lot to debate there. The reason why is this whole Taxi Squad thing, and uh, we're probably gonna have to make a funny meme about this once it comes out. Uh, we were, my wife and I were talking about this, and, and Eddie with all his uh, fantastic editing that he does, Eddie the editor. <laughs> And all the stuff that he does on social media. He makes up a lot of the funny stuff. But you look at this taxi squad, right? They're talking about four to six players. They still got to go through waivers. Um, You know, they can call them up on the same day if it's before 5 o'clock. There's a bunch of little rules on there. You can go on Friendly and check them out. I'll I'll talk a little bit about them now. But, I I mean, I think that's kind of how the the lineup's going to go. I don't see it being a lot different than last season. But... The reason why I say that is that if the Ducks have this taxi squad and the players go through waivers, they can put a bunch of guys on there that don't have to go through waivers, right? So again, go to catfriendly.com, look at their waivers calculator. They have all the players on there for each team. You can look at the Ducks who don't have to go through waivers. So I think there's a good chance that there's players on there like Comtois, one of our favorites. We talked about Kendop, Dostel. Um, don't forget, they have to have a goalie on the taxi team unless they have three on the 23-man roster, which I don't see the Ducks doing. So Dossels, maybe one on there. We also talk about Stolars. I'll let Eddie go into that a little bit. We had a good discussion about that before the show. Uh, Lundstrom, right? Bo Grew, another one that could be on there. Uh, you know, you just look at these players that don't have to go through waivers and they could be on there. A couple other ones on there, which we have tons of fan questions on. Uh, zegres could be in there Drysdale could be in there as well they're waiver exempt. so there's some other guys that could be on this squad and, and then eke their way you know possibly into the lineup throughout the season. so even though we're talking about the forward lineup, it looks pretty much what it was last season. you have a pool of players here it's really interesting, Eddie these guys can you know jump from this taxi squad. Uh, to the roster throughout the season. And now you're playing pretty much, like we said, a majority of the games on the West Coast, except for Minnesota and St. Louis. So they're all really close. They could be in the AHL with San Diego, jump up real quickly. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I mean, like, you know, it's going to be a taxi taxi, uh, runway. I I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be crazy to see how this pans out for the Ducks because... I could see these guys coming up and playing uh, in the mix, at least for the forwards. I, I think the Ducks are pretty solid on defense. Uh, and as we said, the goalie is not really a, a big uh, debate either. But uh, the forward situation, I think, is one to keep an eye on and is one where the potential for some of these young guys to jump up into the lineup, Eddie.
1: Oh, definitely. I really hope they don't insert a, a bunch of young guys as part of the taxi squad. I, I want them to get as much playing time as possible. We're talking about Stolars and I think he should be, you know, part of that taxi squad. Yeah, I know if they put him on waivers, we have to think other teams are in the same situation, and Stolars isn't that goalie that's gonna go out there and steal your number one spot. You know, he's still like an unproven backup. So a lot of teams are at the cap, and a lot of teams have that abundance of, of goaltenders on their team. So it's not really gonna hey, if we throw him on waivers, we're, we're gonna lose him because there's a good chance that we're not. Someone like Dostal, he's, he's, he's developing well. He's played well in Finland. He, he, he had an amazing record. He's been kicking some ass, and I want to see him in San Diego be that number one goalie and just continue to thread upward, and hopefully in the future we have a goalie debate of Dostal versus Gibson. Yeah, it's going to get annoying, but it's always good to have that, that other goalie that's that's ready to step up and be a starter, and, and who knows? We have two elite goalies, and we, we have no idea what we have in Dostal. I think he should just be able to to – I guess to develop naturally or organically and not be put part of this taxi squad where he's just going to be practicing every day with the team, but not really getting into some games.
0: Yeah. It's a weird situation with this taxi squad, the rules and whatnot, because if they're up with the team, they can't do things with the AHL. So I don't know how much the taxi squad's going to be with the team, or are they going to stay down with the minor league team? I, I mean, it's something that's new and it's going to have to get figured out it's kind of weird, but Going on uh, Dostal, looking at his stats in Finland this last year, this guy destroyed it in Finland. Uh, goals against one point six four, save percentage one. Ten and one and zero record. I mean, this guy was on fire. And I I know it's Finland, it's not the NHL. Don't get me wrong, I'm trying to temper expectations, but I'm really big on this guy. I'm big on Zegers too, like a lot of you are. And we got a crap ton of, of fan questions. We'll go over in a minute, but terms of goalies i like this guy i i i think he has a really good chance i've been watching a little bit of what i can online here and there of him playing i like his enthusiasm uh, you know we posted i think that funny video of him i think it was like about a year ago where he was you know revving up the crowd and diving on the ice and everything i i, I like this guy I, I mean i like that flair and i like that energy so uh it, it's somebody to to you know take hold of but I'm curious to see this taxi squad and how it plays out. If the players stay at the NHL, do they stay at the AHL? Uh, I think to make matters more simple, you would go with more of them being waiver exempt. So you don't have to deal with those issues though. Like Eddie said, all the teams are going to be in the same boat. So it could make for an interesting season with people, you know, it could be like waiver frenzy, right? You know, people are like, Oh, I got my taxi guy. I'm sitting down. Shit. He's on waivers. This guy picks up. I mean, I don't know. It could go nuts, right? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, they, there's not going to be offer sheets flying everywhere, right? We know those don't happen a lot, but I don't know. It could be a waiver frenzy, and people are like stealing players from other teams. I mean, I, I don't know. I I could be wrong, but I think a lot of the the teams, if they were smart, they would use waiver exempt players because then that way they wouldn't have to worry about this whole mess. So it it's something that it's just going to unfold during the season. And It's only supposed to be for this season, so it's a little wrench there that uh, you have to look, uh, you know, and monitor. Uh, this year in the NHL. So, with that, you know the season <clears throat> is going to come up, like we said on the 13th. While that's uh, you know it, you know close in the future, but you're, you know I know you're at home watching the World Juniors. Plenty of ducks in the action. Um, it is the fourth that we're recording the show today. So they're doing the semifinals, Finland against U.S., Canada against Russia. If you're listening to this after the fourth, or if this gets posted the next day, it's already been over and it's been decided. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, right? You've got uh, Team Canada with Drysdale on there, then Team USA loaded with uh, Cognano. Uh, oh, Colangelo. I'm sorry, uh, not Cognano. I, I always, I always want to say Cognano, right? Because whenever pitch I see that up. name, yeah, pitchforks up. I'm sorry, Colangelo. I, I just whenever I see that name, I always think of Cognano and I get pissed off. But uh, Lacom, Thrun, and uh, Zegras as well. So you got that going on uh Zgris obviously has been like just destroying it everybody's going nuts uh at the point of this show he's got 15 points ties uh, mike madonna for third all-time in the league's he got six goals nine assists uh he's just been killing it uh destroying it has a chance to to you know be the top point leader in this tournament uh very exciting um i'll let you weigh in here eddie and then we'll go into all these fan questions like i, I think all these fan questions is just zegras it's zegras mania man
1: yeah, I I definitely think it's gonna be a sports related. 16. He asked us if we thought it's gonna be Canada versus the U.S. I think the U.S. is gonna have a tough time getting past Finland. They would look great this tournament, but if if the U.S. keeps doing what they're doing, um, and Zikris keeps doing what he's doing, I think they're gonna be fine. I think with, with Canada, everyone expects Canada to win, including Russia and Canada. The only bad thing about that is. When you when you're a team that's expected to win, all the pressure's on you. And you're a team like Russia, where it's like you understand that, you know, like 99 percent, like nine, like 99.9 percent of the chances, like Canada's gonna win. You just come over there in that game a little more loose. You just want to play the game and go through the motions. Just just do what you have to do. And I think if they play that way, they can possibly knock Canada off their game and probably squeeze by a win. I don't think it's going to happen. I really do think it's going to be Canada and the U.S. and I really hope the U.S. takes it. But regardless, we're going to have a, a Ducks player get the gold if, if Canada or the U.S. Uh, makes it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't lose, right? If it's Canada against the U.S., you're going to have somebody on there is going to get, you're either going to have four or you're going to have one. So if that's the way it pans out. But it's been exciting. It's been fun to watch. Uh, like we said, Zegras, you know, scoring all these ap- apples, as we uh, joked about on Twitter, right? All these assists. He's been killing it, but he's been getting goals too, right? A lot of people are like, oh, he's going to be the next Getzloff. He's just going to, you know, do passes and get assists. Well, he's scoring too. So he, he might be the complete player that the Ducks are looking for down the road. Uh, he's the other one I'm big on. I'm big on him and, uh, Dostal, as I said earlier in the show, those are the two that I really, really want to, uh, see how they're going to do. Um, I think I said really a lot there, but anyways, uh, you know, those are the guys to look at and we got a bazillion fan questions, uh, on Instagram for this show more than anything. Usually it's Facebook and Instagram. we got a lot of, uh, IG questions, but, uh. Yeah, and, and specifically for Trevor Zegras, I mean, you guys are like going nuts on him. Which I mean, I agree. I, I'm with you. I'm like hell yeah, bring this guy on. Uh, I hope he's on the taxi squad. But uh, we'll go through some of these here. Some of them are similar. Uh, we have uh, K A I Anthony nine five five three asks about uh, Zegras. Will he play his? Uh, when will he play his first game in the NHL? We also have uh, W E R. Excuse me, W-U-E-R-C-H-Y asks, will he crack the NHL roster? I think we look at these questions, Eddie. I think he gets a chance to play this season. Uh, does he get a permanent spot on the roster? No, I don't think so. But I think we will see him sometime this season. What do you think?
1: Yeah, same here. I think he. I don't think he's going to make the roster initially, but I think he'll get some games in. Um, I don't think he should be on the roster, though. I I know people are going crazy right now because of World Juniors and the player he is. But let him just naturally and slowly develop and let him find his way into pro hockey. Once he gets to to San Diego, he's going to be the man. He's going to be playing those top-line minutes. He's going to be the person that that that's going to quarterback the power play and create scoring chances and make everyone around him better and help the the goals let him get all that responsibility and even build his confidence even more and let him slowly get that transition to pro hockey and then throw him on to the Ducks don't expect him to come to the Ducks next season on on a team that's kind of just doesn't have an identity yet and and have him struggle and have him lose his confidence because he's playing on a bottom six line or he gets knocked down to the fourth line or he's not consistently scoring like he's used to. Just let him slowly build up that, that way and not, not overly rush him because he, we have a special player here. He's, he's going to be a great player and yeah people he's passing passing but you know what if he can make everyone around him better and create offense by his uh, by his passing and create other players that can score then so be it at least we get some more offense so I can definitely see him getting some games in next season I don't think he's going to be a full-time NHLer next season and I don't think he cracks the opening night roster but he he definitely will get some games early on and he'll be up and down uh, with some few games.
0: I'm with you on that. That's some of the other questions we had, too. We had uh, Moeller Kent ask that, you know, does Zegras need one more year of seasoning? Is he ready to jump to the NHL full-time? You pretty much answered that there. Uh, Let's see here. We have Reese Monarch asks, do you see Zegras starting off the season with the Ducks or the goals? Uh, Pretty much the goals, as we talked about, but he will have a chance to jump up to the Ducks. I think this is a good question. We had Shredden37. He asks, uh, do you develop Zegras as a center or a wing? I think you still uh, go with him at center for now and, and let him develop that two-way game. And then I, I really think it depends on his face-offs, Eddie, if he uh, can win in the face-off circle, you know, like a Ryan Kessler type. Or if he can't, maybe you do push him to wing. That's kind of how I look at it.
1: Yeah, he's playing well in the left wing right now. Uh, and the goals, are, I say just let him start off as a center and see how he goes Let's see if he can bulk up more, get stronger on the puck. Um, if he doesn't work out at center, then at least he gets to, to play and learn that kind of two-way game at the pro level and, and kind of hone up his uh, his defensive skills. Uh, either way, we have a, a clear-cut winner, and hopefully this player is going to be great. If, if I'm Rob Blake over there in L.A., I'd be trying to trade for Zegers right now because Turcotte and Kellyoff, the other two Kings prospect, prospects, and Zegers have been playing well together. If the, yeah that that line in the NHL it'd be some magic. It, it, like I said, if I were Rob Blake, I'd be trying my hardest to get Zegris to, to complete that that trio of guys that just seem to have instant chemistry. I know Turcotte and Zegras are pretty good buddies from the USA Hockey. So, but regardless, we have him, and hopefully he turns out better than both those guys. But yeah, I I'd say uh, keep him on on this on center. Let him let him learn that two way game from both ends of the ice. And if he doesn't work out, then at least we have a a, a left wing that has more to offer in his toolbox and just you know, scoring goals.
0: Yeah, I think that's my concern. You know, a lot of people talk about Zgris and they're like, okay, is he going to be the next gets off? Is he you know, going to pass it more too much and not score as much? I, I don't really have that concern. I honestly don't. Uh, for me, I'm more concerned about his face, uh, face-offs. That's what I want to see. Can he be good in the faceoff circle?
1: I think he's gonna be the next Zegras, and that's all that matters. He, 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 <laughs> I gonna, like that. He's gonna be himself. He, he's gonna he's gonna play his game, and I, I think the way he plays, yeah, he he might be a pass first, but I think he's gonna be that smarter passer uh, if he sees a shot, take it, but I think he's gonna just create offense all around him, and that's what's most important, not just one guy scoring goals, but having ten guys score goals.
0: I agree, and I think it's funny. We had uh, Clancy Schreiber. <laughs> this is a funny IG one. You, you have a funny response, so I'll let, I'll let you answer this one. But So the Zegers guy seems okay at hockey, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, he's no Mike Madonna or Jeremy Roenick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, man. Um, which, you know, we did see Roenick recently, uh, him and Temu on the golf course uh, joking around. That was pretty funny. You posted that video. So if you didn't see that... Check it out on uh, Facebook.com/slash uh, Ducks and Pucks blog, but it, it was on there. That was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. If, so if, if you couldn't even love Slani more, he, he's all about that that dog foundation to help uh, help veteran dogs. I'm talking about military veteran working dogs find great homes. That's like, dude, like. Like when I wake up in the morning, I was like, okay, there's no other way I can love Slani even more. And seeing things like that, it's like, oh, man, like just, I love you, man. I'm like like one step away from buying a Slani Bible and just converting to Slaniism or whatever. But <laughs> I'm just joking. But no, he's just a, an overall great guy. And I, I, I love Ronick too. I liked him back in the day. I obviously wasn't old enough to watch him play when I got older watching clips. I read his book twice. So seeing them together was kind of fun too.
0: Yeah, that was another uh, hilarious moment. You know, we tried to post some funny stuff on there. I posted one about, uh, what was it? Oh, I think it was just yesterday. The NHL was like, what's the best uh, dynamic duo? And I'm like, damn it, Korea and Solani with the Mighty Ducks photo. You know, I had to throw that out there. And then that that blew up on Twitter. So that was pretty good. But, you know, speaking of former Ducks, Eddie, uh, I'll let you break this down. But we have some news about former Ducks signing with other teams. So you want to... You want to talk about uh, where some of these guys have landed in the offseason or are trying to land?
1: Yeah, well, Devin Shore gets a, a PTO with Edmonton. Michael Dalzado signs a PTO with Columbus. Vatnan's still available. It's been rumored that he was going to go to Boston, especially that they didn't re sign Chara. Um, Vancouver and Vatnan had some, some I guess, some ties, but then they signed a Vancouver sign Harmonic, so it looks like he's not going to go there. Gabranson was named one of the alternate captains for the Senators, and some guy I think he played for the Ducks. Corey Perry signed a one-year deal with Montreal. Um, he when, when when they interviewed him and asked him why he chose Montreal, he said that he wants to win a cup, which probably has that's the kind of generic answer you want to give. But then he also mentioned that, that was his favorite team growing up, so that's part of the reason why I was still a little bitter about the Ducks not offering Dalzado uh, a con- uh at least a uh, uh, a pto i think he was a great seventh defenseman uh but his health and the way he trains he guy's he, he, a machine guy's a monster and i think that that rubs out in a positive way as far as other teammates in conditioning having someone like that that locker room guy especially on the taxi squad or the seventh defenseman i think would have helped i know we're clogged up as it is but i i, I you know I, I wish them all the best as well i wish all the other ducks players all the best including perry
0: Absolutely, and, and one little thing too on Perry, I know there was some confusion out there, so he signed a one-year deal with Montreal for 750000 he's also getting paid $2 million from the Ducks, and then the cap hit against uh, Anaheim is $6.6 million. I know it's a little bit different, it's like the way the buyout rules work, but... If you're confused on any of that, just go to CatFriendly.com, look up Corey Perry's contracts, and scroll down to the very, very bottom. It shows he's getting $2 million each year for the buyout, and then it shows the cap hit against the Ducks, which this year the Ducks get screwed. It's $6.6 6 which is terrible. So you know, just look at that. If you're if you're unsure of any of this contract stuff, or you see somebody posting something, and you're like, wait a second, just go to CatFriendly. Uh, they don't post the wrong stuff, so you'll get your right numbers there. Uh, another thing that came up too that's kind of frustrating, you know, we're trying to watch this season, right? Uh with the Ducks and everything. Eddie, you've kind of been more on this than I have, but uh it looks like we're going to be kind of limited where you're going to watch the Ducks, right?
1: Oh yeah, I guess the, S- the Sinclair Broadcast Group completed a 15-year deal to I guess to merge or buy a, spot, a Fox Sports West and they're going to rename it using the Bally's Casino brand. Yeah, it sounds all good and everything, but the problem is they are slowly uh, getting rid of the ways to legally stream it. I'm talking about Sling TV, YouTube TV, Hulu, Live Sports, which all lost the rights to Fox Sports West. So like, it seems like the only like legitimate way to watch these is cable or satellite. And like, I, I see you guys writing. I see you guys posting. I, I feel your pain. I, I definitely, I feel your pain. Uh, luckily, I have a roommate that has Spectrum so I can stream the Ducks games. If not, then I would have to go and pay more money than I want to pay just for the Ducks games. And a lot of people, I get it, you can't afford the premium uh, these premium prices for those services, especially with everything going on right now. And I really think it's really unfair that that these corporations over here, kind of like kind of just limiting fans of what they can watch. And I, I definitely feel your pain. Going on their their Twitter feed, it says connecting people with content everywhere. It seems like they're doing the complete opposite, and I get it. It's about money, and I know the goal is to make as much money as possible and kind of eliminate that, but it's just not fair. I wish the Ducks or the NHL would do something and step up because you're going to eliminate a lot of fans from watching your games, mm-hmm. and if they can't watch the hockey games, they can't watch Ducks games, they're going to branch off to other sports, or they're going to get NHL TV and jump on another team because they can't watch their Ducks. It's just it's just one of those unfortunate things that the the. the it just it sucks for everybody. It's effed, and I feel for a lot of fans. And I just I hope they they can figure out something. Uh, one of these streaming services can can pick it up so players can have our fans can have the opportunity to watch their watch their ducks, especially when we can't even go to the damn games. Uh, it's going to be something to watch we'll keep an eye on if we have any information of what streaming services then we'll let you know i know people have been talking about vpn and you can switch your your uh, your location to get nhl tv i don't know anything about that i'll probably look into that to see if i can i put together something that can help fans do that it's it's not i guess it's not really legal if you're changing your vpn and using that but you know at this point who cares as long as you guys can watch your Ducks play, that's all that should matter. Like, And people shouldn't be, you know, especially with like, everything going on. I, I don't know people's situation. I think hockey's an escape. And now you're taking that away. It might just be uh, too much for some people. So I don't know. I, I think it's a screwed up situation. I think it's absolutely bullshit that this corporation is doing that. But... I guess it is what it is and we can make the best of it and we'll try our best to help uh connect you fans with something else and if you guys know anything about that vpn or anything how to do that send me a dm and i can just uh get some more information on that and try to help out and help other fans try to connect with the ducks
0: yeah absolutely i mean i have direct tv uh primarily i have it to watch the ducks and the angels uh Ed and i were talking about this before doing the show i mean i really use it for sports i use it for movies too uh, I don't really use it for the news because most of the news is fake, which uh, I, I've told a lot of you about that, the, the regular news. Uh, I've talked about on Facebook, so I, I don't really watch mainstream media because they're just all full of it. But that's another story for another day. But in terms of sports, you know, if you don't have Direct TV or some of these other services, you're screwed, uh, like Eddie said. And, and that's just a joke. That's just not right. I mean, if you want people to watch these games and do all this stuff, i mean what how do you want to build this audience you're limiting it now by all these restrictions and you know oh well you can watch it here but not there it's just a pain so if any of you out there have solutions or answers please dm eddie or myself so that we can post it and share it with everybody else because uh you know we'll have the highlights from the games and whatnot and do the gifts and the videos and things that we do on social media during the season but uh You know, that's not going to help you watch the actual game live. So any other alternatives you have, please let us know. Speaking of alternatives, Eddie, you know, we talked about the uh, retro jersey and how how much it was. But you found uh, some alternatives uh, through your own means and social media uh, where you could get some Ducks jerseys for uh, affordable prices.
1: Yeah, so uh, people were posting on Ducks Nation. Uh, A few people posted on Twitter. I retweeted one of them on Twitter. Apparently, authentic orange Adidas Ducks jerseys in the 25th anniversary were being sold at TJ Maxx for 16.99. TJ Say Maxx, what? Marshalls, and Ross, 16.99. This has to be some kind of a mistake. Someone screwed up somewhere. But you know what? Fans are are, are benefiting at, on it. Unfortunately, you do have those fans that are buying them up and selling them for about $80 to 100, $150 on eBay which you know you always have those people I'm not knocking anyone's way of hustling making money I'm all about that I will sell a left-handed f- glove to a right-handed person and make my money but I just I have a certain I I have a certain passion and obligation to not and not jeopardize my integrity of hockey I, I don't sell hockey stuff really I wouldn't try to make a profit off the sport that's just me though I'm not knocking anyone that does it make your money that's all you but I just can't believe how freaking expensive or inexpensive these jerseys were. I wish I would have known this sooner because I, I bought another orange one. Obviously, it wasn't for sixteen ninety nine. I wish it were, but you know what? If you guys can find them out there, good for you. Uh, if you guys go on eBay, just be careful and just know that you're paying. What, like uh, that jersey, whatever price they're offering. They bought it for sixteen ninety nine. So if they're selling it for hundred dollars, they have a make an offer. Start off slow, uh, you know, like kind of borderline lowball them because they bought this jersey for seventeen dollars. So if you want to get a, a a good one, check that out. If not, try uh, TJ Maxx, Ross, or Marshalls. They uh, they have them for sixteen
0: ninety nine. That that's insane. I I can't. It has to. I'm like, what the hell? When you told me that, I'm like, what? So yeah, get get out to those places and check it out if you have one near you and see or like Eddie said if you uh, go across on eBay or something like that make sure to lowball them on the bidding right
1: I, I uh, hope it's I really hope it's a mistake though I, I really hope that they aren't selling the ducks merchandise for this cheap it, it's just it just it just shows what they value the ducks organization that just would be uh, that, that would really suck. Also, I, I'm pretty sure this is a mistake, though, because there's no way you can get a Ducks authentic jersey or hockey authentic jersey for seven, or $16.99. Someone screwed up somewhere. Fans are benefiting. Other fans are trying to sell them. But you know what? Good. That, that's good. So.
0: Yeah, I know. I just was like, when you told me, I was like, say what? So just check it out. Hey, if it's if it's there, it's there. You know, it is what it is. Uh, this kind of rolls into a bunch of the fan questions we have. Uh, you know, We covered a bunch on Zegris, but uh, we had another uh, talking about the jerseys, right? We talked about the Wild Wing retro jersey on the last show. We gave our opinion. Not going to go over it again, but if you want to know what we thought about it, go back to the last one and listen. But we had uh, Jay Jamara714 on uh, Instagram ask us, which retro jersey matchup would we like to see this season? Uh, you know, with the Ducks and the other teams. And I think there's a lot of them, Eddie. Uh, one thing that's good is, yes, the Ducks are playing all these teams in the Pacific. But there's a lot of exciting retro jerseys. Using, uh, Excuse me. You and I talked about them. Uh, like, I like the Vegas Knights, the red one. Obviously, you like Colorado with the uh, Nordiques in there. We both like Arizona with the retro Phoenix Coyotes jersey. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement with the Ducks and these jerseys this season, you know, obviously playing in the division. But uh, I'm excited, really, to see a lot, all of these. Uh, I think Calgary Flames is another one you and I talked about, too, as well.
1: Yeah, so, like, what I've heard is the NHL is going to incorporate these reverse retros following the, uh, the 2022 season just to get the revenue up since fans can't go. So we're most likely going to see those then, too. I would like to see at that time when everything's back to normal, the Avalanche and Flames match up. Those are, I think, the, those old school Nordiques ones are one of my favorites. Uh, they're actually my favorite uh, reverse retro jersey, and that Flames one is just beautiful. So both those like those jerseys on the ice playing each other, it's just gonna look really really great. Uh, for the as far as the ducks, I think um, the ducks Wildwing breakout versus the the coyotes, they're they're reverse retro. Same thing, both are iconically beautiful. They're I guess they're beautifully ugly if that makes sense because a lot of people hated them before. Everyone loves them now, but I think that'd be a nice matchup. If the game's boring or sucks, at least you have something great to look at on the ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I mean it's another thing to add to the season to look for. So I mean I'm looking forward to it. With these other jerseys and whatnot. Especially the Pacific Division. I I thought a lot of those jerseys were pretty good. Uh, Let's see here. A couple other ones we'll go through here. we got a lot. uh, Just for time's sake here. We've got... Basically, we've talked about this before. But this season, we have Elders S67 and D-Y-L-M Widener. They're talking about, will the Ducks make the playoffs? Is it possible? What not? Yes, it is possible. I mean, anything's possible, right? Ducks could make the playoffs. They're playing in this new 18 division. The top four make it. But uh, as Eddie and I talked about in the show earlier, it's going to be tough. And if the Ducks do make it, I I really think, Eddie, they make it in as number four. But then they probably get knocked out in the first round. Unless some kind of crazy trade happens in the middle of the season. But that's what I'm looking at right now, Eddie.
1: Yeah, but as fans, do we really want the Ducks just to squeak in and get by? Do we just want to keep this mediocrity? Going it it gets old. We we have to we have to start rebuilding a championship team again, and we have to start getting a, a competitive team, not just for one season, so we can feel better about ourselves. No, for for seasons to come, like every year should be a chance of the cup. Not okay. Well, if we make it, if we no, it's like the ducks are gonna make it. We're projected to make it. it it's gonna be like I, I'm not saying like I want the ducks to throw games and lose. I just it, you know. They're not going to make the playoffs, and, and I don't want them to. If that makes sense, I want them to have a good season. I want them to prove statistically on everything that they have. But the playoffs, it, it, it's not it's not going to be good right now. And like I said, I don't want to watch the Ducks just go and get bounced out in the first round, and we get a a, a lower draft pick. No, I want us to get a higher draft pick. We have a player like like Zigris. It's looking like a like a like real deal. Uh, we have Drysdale, at the, at another one that's going to get a top defenseman. Let's keep adding to that and build a, a championship team for years to come so we can have every single year it should be an expectation to make the playoffs. It's, it's playoffs or bust. not I hope we make the playoffs and I hope we do well. It's. I don't want that for the Ducks. I want them to, to be a better team for years to come, not just for, for streaky one year they're good, next three years they're bad. Oh, the, the, they got in. But you know what? Stranger Things Can Happen, Columbus surprised how everybody and what they had, everyone thought they were just gonna be in the the bottom of the league and they they really stepped up and their players stepped up. So if the Ducks can do that and have all their players to reach that expectation, that potential and we can get some, some top six or some stars in the making, then great. But as far as right now, I, I don't see it. And I'm just being real and I'm not trying to be negative to the Ducks. I love them, but I, I just I'm just what I see and and when I research every day, it just doesn't see like the Ducks have that championship caliber team for years to come right now.
0: Well, I agree 100%. We had another question about that, too. Arm uh talked about, you know, Bob Murray's desperation to, quote, win now have a negative impact on the Ducks' future. It depends, really, on how the season goes. I think if he rushes people and tries to push it for this whole win now thing, then, yeah, it could have a negative impact. Uh, If we see him, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is what you said, Eddie, is that they need to have these young players get in there, do their thing, and and get experience and all that. But there's no need to push people. If if they're going to go with the team that they have now, and they're going to have some of these guys be on the taxi squad and fill in. Uh, you know, that's fine if they're going to fill in. But they need to get their playing time. So uh, if these guys are going to get at the HL, they're going to get at the HL. If they're going to get at the NHL. That's fine. I, You know, to me, it doesn't really matter. I want them to develop. And I'd rather have this team be stronger uh, down the road. I don't look at this se- I mean, this season's already going to be weird, right? We have all these new divisions, we're not going certain way. you know, you're not going to East Coast, you're not going to Canada, you have the taxi team, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy shit, for lack of a better term, going on this season. So I would take this year and I would try to develop these younger players as best as possible without rushing them. So that means if they have to stay in the minors and play, I am fine with that. If Zegras goes to the goals and goes absolutely bananas and bonkers and and does awesome and then comes up to the NHL, I'm fine with that. But uh, outside of a a few of the players doing that, I'd rather them look at the long term because I just think that this season, it's not being negative – I think the Ducks can compete. Like I said, I think they can squeak in. But I'm with you. If they squeak in and get bounced out in the first round, is that really going to help the team that much? I'd rather them work on the problems that they had. Like you said, special teams has been an issue. Scoring has been an issue. Things like that. Get this team. Uh, you know, another thing that a lot of people don't talk about too, Eddie, you always bring it up. This is a great point that you bring up too, is the identity of this Ducks team. What has been the identity of this Ducks team? Nobody knows. What is this team? This team used to be the team that used to kick everybody's ass, right? In the in two thousand seven and a couple of seasons. Remember, they used to be big, strong, beat people up.
1: Thank you, Brady.
0: Yeah, we added uh, Delorier, and he brought an element uh, of that this last season. But we don't really have a style. So I think you know the goal this year is not to make the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. And I know that's kind of weird. You're sitting there going, say what? No, I don't I don't think that they can get to that level unless, like I said, they pick up some players or do some crazy-ass trades or everything. But given the team that we have now, I think the key is, okay, what is the style of this team? And let's improve upon the things that we had issues with and the things we're scoring in the power play and puck possession. That's another one that a lot of people don't talk about. So that's what I look for at this season. Uh, it's not meant to be negative. I mean, yes, I want them to go out there and win and make the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. However, they need to get the building blocks and the foundation fixed first. If they can get that fixed in the beginning and then it translates in that later in the season, I'm all for it. But uh, right now it's baby steps. Unfortunately, Eddie, it's growing pains. I know people hate hearing, uh, hearing that. I'm not talking about this retooling bullshit. I think it's rebuilding. And I think that's where we're at right now.
1: Definitely, I hundred percent agree with you. Uh, like, yeah, as much as I, I as much as I want to go and see the Ducks be competitive, I, I don't I don't just want that. I mean, like for example, either I can make a thousand dollars right now, or I can wait ten years and make million dollars. Just you have to kind of look at it like that. I guess that's kind of weird analogy, but I, I don't know. I, I just like I said, I, I don't want the Ducks just to squeak by in the playoffs or kind of a, it's going to be a hit or miss every season. No, I want the expectation like we had before. They're going to make the playoffs every single year, and it's not—it's not the question if they make playoffs. It's if they're going to win the Stanley Cup. And I think this team needs an identity. Definitely needs an identity. I've said this numerous times, and I'll say it numerous times again. And I'll—I'll I'll still back up my word. And if he proves me wrong, I will apologize. But I don't think Bob Murray's the GM of the future for this Ducks team. And I've said that before. And it's—I'm grateful for everything he's done and continues to do. I just can't see it going. Yeah, we need something different. We need some big change and we need to get competitive again. And this season is not one of those seasons to sit here and gamble on and and hey, yes win now. Let's bring up this. No, we just we'll just write to the motions and hopefully fix that we need to get fixed, get a foundation of the building blocks like you said and form an identity and really get to that that point where we're going to go as a team and that, what direction then we start bringing in players in that fit that mold. But, you know, who knows? I just, like I said, I just hope we have a good season. I hope everything gets worked out that they did the last season with the special teams and scoring. And if Zegres goes down to the AHL and he, he kills it and absolutely destroys it and he has nothing left to learn or to, to hone his game and he forces their hand to, to call him up, then call him up. If there's nothing more he can learn in the AHL, he's just there to just get playing time. And No, if, if he can prove it, that he belongs in the AHL this season and just destroy, absolutely just, just dummies it and destroys it, then bring him up and start building him. And, hey, start him on the third line, the bottom line. Let him work himself up. He's used to that. I think he started off with the third or fourth line for the World Juniors, and now he's a, their top-line left winger. and Any quarterback's a power play, so... I don't know, it's going to be wait and see it's going to be fun seeing these kids come up though and we see them uh, the, a few of the games that they're going to get this season though
0: yeah I think that's the part to look for this season is all these young kids and where they're going to you know pan out in the lineup especially the forwards that's what we said you know look at that a lot and, and we'll have to figure that out because the Ducks have their top four defensemen there may be a couple you know younger guys that sweep in that bottom third pairing which is you know somewhat suspect we had uh uh, Jacob Loves Stella on Instagram asked us about that. And absolutely, you know, the the bottom three is shaky. You have to see how that pans out. You still got Mahura, Hakapa, uh as well that can, you know, play in there. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen with that third pairing. And, uh, uh, you know, we also kind of addressed this too. Jay uh, J- Kimball1097 uh, talks about, you know, Murray keeping the prospects up in the league this year. And we said that with this taxi thing, it's it's really going to throw... Uh, kind of a curveball in the season I I think they can have some more of these younger players up with that taxi team uh, situation like I said using the waivers in there as well so stuff to look forward to I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy I think it's gonna be a crazy season it's gonna be fun I, I think the Ducks are still gonna be competitive and exciting to watch for sure I just wouldn't get too crazy on like, oh, we're going to be a Stanley Cup contender. No, 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 no. Let's not get too crazy. Uh, We had Reese Monarch, you know, asked about 2022. Yes, 2022. Okay. Uh, After this season, then, okay, maybe we start, you know, 2022, 2023, something like that. But this year, I think, is a year to identify, uh, you know, who we are as a team. And like Eddie said, address the weaknesses as well. And then we go forward from there. So... Um, With that, we'll go to the last segment. Um, We'll talk about the league news and break down some things. Finally, Eddie, the league fixed the offsides rule. Good Lord. They finally did what we talked about. They're going with the plane rule. They're not just going with the damn skate on the ice, Eddie. Uh, What do you think about that? And then, of course, the other rule, the advertisements, which you you and I have mixed feelings about.
1: Yeah, well, I'll start off with the rule change. I love the clarification. It was always kind of ambiguous. It seemed like back back then. So it's good. It's something that that's going to be a positive change for the game, and hopefully, it it works out. And there's no other issues uh, for that um, moving forward. So that that was actually good by the by the league to do that. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, God, it's been seemed like such a problem every time reviewing these like is the back foot on the ice or not and it's like dude man you got to look at this thing as three-dimensional like it pissed me off i wish i mean we got technology right can't you put some damn kind of laser shit on on the blue line and show like is there body across it or not like i mean come on this is 2021 now right we got to have some star trek or star wars shit that can work right I mean, I, I don't know. I just get tired of that. So the fact that they're now looking at it more three-dimensional, I'm just happy because how many times, especially with the Ducks, have we seen that? And they're like, oh, he lifted that skate up. It's off sides. And it's like, well, wait a sec, dude. The guy's body is not across uh, the blue line. So I'm happy about that. But... Uh, the advertisement thing, I don't know, Eddie. I mean, you and I talked about this. If if they're doing it on the helmets, it's one thing. But I, I'm just afraid that this is going to end up like Europe where they're you know skating around as a damn billboard.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely hate them. I hated those ads when they put them behind the goalie. I, I, I think I was the first person to notice that. I think I went to a preseason game, Mike, and I told you, hey, there, there's new ads behind there. I was complaining about that. That didn't bother you too much, but... The helmet thing that bothers me. Just stop, like stop with the advertisement. And I know they're going to use the excuse, "Oh, this whole pandemic, we have to get revenue." That's absolutely bullshit. Because the league was planning this for a while. They've talked about ads on jerseys before. They have the practice jerseys already with the advertisements on them. They're just using this pandemic as an excuse to kind of ease fans in the, into it. No, I, I think the the helmet of the ads and the helmets and actually like it's a joke. It's stupid. It's only gonna open up for ads on jerseys and mock my words. It's coming. this this is just the start of it. And once again, they're gonna put the ads on jerseys and this kind of screwing up the sport because NHL does a, a horrible job at marketing the game and they're trying to do what the the top other major sports do when they throw the ads, but they don't understand. Hockey's always stood out for people because it's it was its own different entity. Like The jerseys meant something more, the hard hits, the fighting. Ask any one of your friends that don't follow hockey what they love about it. They're going to talk about the hard hitting and the fighting. And it seems like like John Scott said in one of his podcasts, that w- the wussification of this sport is going to draw fans away and not grab new fans. And you think that the fans that you do have, you think adding those ads on the jerseys are going to uh, retain your old fans. There's going to be some fans that are going to really hate that and you're just going to stop watching. Like, I know a lot of fans stop watching for other reasons that I won't get to on this show for the what happened in the bubble and stuff like that. That's that's their right. But it's just things like that, I think it's it's going to hurt the sport more than anything. Yeah, you're going to make money off of it but that doesn't help the fans like that's just going to draw them away and like i said it's going to happen i will respect the shit out of a company and probably buy their product if they buy the ad space for the helmets just to leave them blank that would be the biggest statement any company can do because you think that okay all because your ads aren't on the ice no you're going to be thinking oh this company did this they didn't put the ads on now i'm going to be like okay i want to support that company i don't know i i just I love the integrity of this game, and I hate the fact that they're trying to change it all the damn time. Instigator rules, the fighting, the hitting—it just leave the game how it is because that's how you attract new fans. Not trying to be like basketball, baseball, or football. No, just be like hockey. Be like the the sport that everyone fell in love with, whether you fell in love with the high, the fighting, the hard hits, your family, the gold, anything. it's just that's what's taken away from the game. I don't like it, and and ads. On jerseys, I don't know. I'll probably still watch, of course. I'll never, ever buy an authentic jersey with an ad on it, though. And if I did buy one, I'd strip that thing right off because I would never wear that and support that on any of my jerseys. But I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this a little more, but I, I can see this happening and the league's just inching it. And they're using this pandemic as an excuse for it. But I think it's bullshit. I think these ads are coming on the helmets, regardless of the pandemic or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to add it to the helmets, which is one thing, but then are they going to add it to the sleeves of the jersey, the, the front of the jersey, nope, you know the what? pant legs?
1: Yep, the pant legs are coming next, and then, boom, it's going to go from there.
0: So, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. I If you're going to keep it at the helmet, fine, but I just think that now you're, you're opening a can of worms. I mean, I'm with you on that. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, if I uh, get a jersey and they have these advertisements on there, I I don't want that on there. Hell no. So
1: Are they going to pay? Is that company going to pay a portion of that jersey so I can rock their advertisement? Hell no. They're probably going to charge more for that jersey because that little ad on there. I'll take it right to the freaking cleaners and have them rip that right off. I don't care how tacky it looks.
0: Yeah, and I know some people too. So if they go to that, I I have some people that can uh, take those things off as well. So if it comes to that point, I will share that information with everybody and we will take care of that. So um, let's wrap this up. We've got a little bit of league news uh, to finish up the show. Uh, there are going to be some outdoor games, Eddie. I know your team's going to be involved in it. I, th- I think you want to brief a little bit on that, and then I'll kind of let you talk about a couple of the other teams here, and I'll chime in, and we'll wrap up the show.
1: Okay, well, they're going to have like a, a mystery Alaska kind of games on Lake Tahoe with the Colorado Avalanche facing off against the Vegas Golden Knights. They're also going to have the Philadelphia Flyers play the Boston Bruins. And this is a fantastic idea. It's going to be great. However, fans aren't allowed to attend. This is kind of dumb. This is stupid. Save this for next year. This is a great idea. But not having fans there, what's the point of it? You're going to have the media, oh, they can use drones. Like, okay, that's supposed to make everybody feel better. Come on, guys. Market the damn game better. Lake Tahoe on the pond. Like, this could be a really big event and something special. But no, you're not going to have fans there. So it's like, okay. And then who knows? Colorado's having their issues with their with their broadcast company. A lot of their fans haven't be able to watch their games because there's issues going on with their cable and stuff over there. So they're screwed out of it. So they probably won't even be able to watch this game, anyways. It's like ugh, I don't know. I love the idea. It's just not to include fans. That's what's bad. I
0: I, I agree with you 100, percent Eddie. Because you know we talked about it on the last show. You're talking about having these games and the possibility of having these outdoor games. And that by doing these games, you can have fans, you know, with the whole COVID thing and all that going on, but they're going to have this and not have fans. I mean, uh, you and I talked about this. I just watched the Browns-Steelers game and they had fans there. Yeah, it wasn't a full capacity, but there were people there. So, you know, I'm not going to go all crazy on this because we could spend probably five hours talking about all this stuff and, and it gets me amped up. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. They, they should if they're If they're going to have these outdoor things... And not have fans, just save it to next season. Don't even bother.
1: Definitely. Especially, like, I feel for for, uh, for Avalanche fans, too, because, like I said, half their fans can't even watch their games over there because they're dealing with disputes with their with the owners of the Avs or, or, or the cable company. I don't even know. It, it, it went to the point where you had bars illegally streaming these games so fans can watch it. That's how bad it was. At least over here you still have, I guess, some little bit of options, but over there it was a little bit worse. So, I don't know. A great option, but bad this season.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. A lot of, a lot of stuff, unfortunately, is, is becoming illegal now. But, again, I <laughs> I don't want to get into all that. But, anyways, let's go on with the other teams and some of the other news. I know uh, we're talking about, well, this kind of goes into what's going on now. But uh, Chicago, right, Jonathan Tabes is out now, Eddie.
1: Yeah, he's not going to attend uh, training camp. He feels drained and lethargic. Um, he's going to work on his condition with some doctors to figure out a solution. Uh, this sounds like it's more mental health than anything. Uh, I can relate to that. And someone like him that loves this game and Mr. Captain Sirius, that it's probably hard for him to take a step back and to, to realize that he has something going on and he has to get it fixed. Uh, it's 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 really horrible but his overall health is the most important i wish him all the best but someone like that needs to step back and figure things out and you know someone that of his caliber it's it happens to everybody it's not just you so just uh hang in there like mike said if you guys ever need anything just hit us up uh, we're we're here to talk um i guess more bad news for uh for chicago A kirby doc got injured in an Exped- expedition game against russia He's going to miss the entire tournament and most likely to miss the entire regular season. They already lost Alex, Alex Nylander for the entire season. And this just throws a question. I, I threw this in there because people are, are now hitting up the Hawks like, hey, should you have let him play in the tournament? Like, is it really worth it? And I'm thinking, okay, well, if Zegers was in this position where he played in the NHL, he, he had a good playoffs because Kirby Doc had, I think, like six points in his playoff games this season. Now, if this happens to, to Zegers, then how would Ducks fans feel if, if they allowed him to play? He got hurt; he's missing the season. Um, you know, Zgris took that big hit against uh, Slovakia. Luckily, he just missed a shift and he was fine. But they were they were gunning for him in that game too. So I don't know. I, it's just I'm split between us because I want players to, to represent their country in any uh, form they can. Um, it builds their character, their confidence, and it's really a pride thing. Like you representing your country, but if so, a, a player like like Zegras, like Doc is injured and he's done for the season. What benefit do you get from that? It's just, it's one of those questions that it's going to be split between hockey fans. It's going to be 50, 50, 50, no greater. Some fans will agree with it. Some fans won't. So it's going to be how you interpret it.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one for me, Eddie. I mean, I look at that and it's just difficult. I mean, you want those players to represent their country You want them to be in that tournament. You want them to get that experience and everything. And then, yeah, if they get an injury and then, okay, great. Their career's over or they're out for a season or whatever. That's tough. I mean, you know, I I think that's really up to the individual. It's it's what they want to do. That's the way I look at it. I've always been about people having their choice uh something that's been lost in 2020 people don't have a choice anymore unfortunately and that's that's what i feel i think it comes down to the individual and if they're comfortable doing uh it and playing i think they should and if if they end up getting hurt that's part of the game i mean that's all the risks that we take right i mean that's that's you take a risk driving a car every day so yeah but i mean but 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 i know i know what you're saying but you have to drive a car you don't have to play a sport right it's a little bit different so you know it's not quite the same, but I'm just saying that there my point is that there's a risk involved, right so uh, it, it's tough i I think given the situation it's it's something that the player should decide and if they have to talk with the team about it, they talk with the team about it i mean it, 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 it's i don't think there's a right answer on this one, Eddie I think you can go either way
1: oh hundred percent agree perfect 100 percent agree. It,
0: you know, it's, it's tough. It's just, like I said, there's always a risk involved, right? I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's just, it's an unfortunate thing too. You don't want that to happen. Um, I guess kind of moving on to here, we, we've we talked about some of the players the Ducks missed out on. Uh, you talked about Columbus, Pierre Dubois. He signed a two-year deal for 10 million. Uh, what do you think about this Eddie? We had, you know, this was mentioned on IG too. Uh, the question uh, as well, you know, do you think the Ducks should have gone after Pierre Dubois? Or, uh, you know, is it would the cost have been too high? Or is this, you know, something that the Ducks should just stay away from?
1: Well, the 2016 third overall pick and the way he's played, uh, yeah, the cost is going to be high. Uh, it's been rumored that he wants a trade out of Columbus. He is a left winger. He signed a, a two-year bridge deal. He's 22 years old. He scored uh, 49 points last season, 18 goals, 31 assists. He has uh, 158 career points, 65 goals, and 93 assists in 234 games. 213-pound left winger. I think this is someone that can help the Ducks. Um, I think uh, this is the kind of player that can develop into that star player that the Ducks desperately need. Uh, having someone like Zgris feed him, uh feeding him passes too, it's just, it feels like a match made in heaven. I don't know how this is gonna hold up uh, he's gonna be a really expensive player to get to acquire um, I know uh, I just read that Boston had some interest in him too he's gonna to have a lot of interest from the league especially if he really wants that trade but you never know how this turns out there's some players that just didn't feel it and they wanted to trade they played that season with their team and they they had a good season or something happened where they wanted to end up staying with the team so it just all depends but I think this this player could uh he, he can help the ducks and um John R. Lottie on Instagram mentioned this too. So I'm glad he did because we were going to talk about it too. Um, Ducks have to start thinking about the future. Uh, we definitely need finishers. So this was one, one of the players that we should keep an eye on. Also, I wanted to throw in too an unrelated thing. This is no rumors or anything. There was rumors back way back then that, uh, that Bob Murray had some interest in Florida Panthers' Mackenzie Weger defenseman. This is the thing floating around that's dead. He, he's with Florida. But I'm just saying and thinking, like, in the past when Bob Murray wanted someone, he usually got it. So it's like what Bob Murray wants, he gets. So it's just like I wouldn't be surprised if Mackenzie weeger gets acquired uh, next season for the Ducks. Or if not, he's with the Ducks start of the 2020 – or 2022 season. That's too many twos for me. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where I was just thinking about and going past other players. It's like that Bob missed out on, but he ended up getting. So it's just one of those things. That I know, like a lot of fans like rumors. So this is one I just pulled out of my pocket. There's nothing going around right now, but I'm just if if, if this does happen, you heard it first from Ducks and Pucks. That if this trade actually comes to fruition.
0: Well, I mean, that's what happened with Shattenkirk, don't forget, right? The Ducks tried to get him. It didn't work out. Then they did get him later on. So you never know. It's something to think about uh, and keep an eye on. And then I like Pierre Dubois. I just think the cost is too high, unfortunately. I mean, I, I'm i willing to go for it, but I don't think Murray is willing to go for it. So that's where I'm uh, at on that, Eddie. Uh, what about uh, what's going on with the Devils and uh, your favorite, uh, P.K. Subban?
1: <laughs> well, I know I've been beating on the Devils a lot, so I'll say that Mackenzie Blackwood signing, the, the goaltender, was a great signing for them. That, that, that kid really stepped up, and he's, he's looking like a, a really genuine star. But Subban, of course, being Subban, has to be the center of attention, goes on Instagram to publicly announce his breakup with Lindsey Vaughn. Then he publicly announces uh, that he re- wants people to respect his privacy. Uh, that's just like an oxymoron, I believe like PK is Mr. Center of attention. Never wants to be private. I think, you know, him, I love what he did with the children's hospital. I used to like him as a player, but I think he's just, uh, he wants to be a social media star, not a hockey player. Like shut the hell up. Like, okay, we get it. Your center of attention. We got it, but it's not fair to the New Jersey Devils. It's not fair to the fans. not fair to your teammates. Your team should come first. It's not New Jersey PK Subban. It's New Jersey Devils. If you feel that you can't give 110% of your undivided attention to your team, then get the hell out of the NHL and go be a social media star. Go fight Logan or Jake Paul or whatever those idiots are doing. Just do something else. Your fans deserve better. Uh, your your team deserves better. It just it's it's getting annoying. It's every season, every six months, every month you have to hear something with Subban. You know what? He, he's the, the most worthless Subban in the NHL. Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm, I, I wish him all the best. And Malcolm Subban, his younger brother, I wish him all the best in Chicago. That dude just he wants to play. He wants to get his game better. He's taking a little slow to develop, but I really hope he he turns into a really great goaltender and really helps Chicago and PK you guys can go have a little musical chair session with the Logan Pauls over there <laughs> yeah, I mean the
0: thing is 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 I don't know again, I don't want to get up on a tangent, but it's just like dude, you're saying one thing and doing another just let it go bro like nobody really cares who you're dating or who you're not dating I I honestly I I could care less. I don't care, dude. Like, good luck. Like, if it works out with someone or it doesn't, then cool. Like, whatever. Just, you know, play the game, dude. Do what you got to do on the ice. You know, I'm just not going to worry about it. But, uh, you know, we talked about some of the other players that the Ducks might try to get. What do you think, uh, Eddie, about this whole uh, Josh Hossein incident or or situation, I should say, uh, with the Islanders?
1: Oh, one more thing, too. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention this. I saw my notes. But I, I think New Jersey got a new social media team because they're absolutely freaking killing it. Savage Mode 20. I remember some kid was trying to troll them, and they posted a picture because he looked like one of the Harry Potter kids. <laughs> and they posted a picture, but it, it was all in good fun. Like, he, he, he went back, and he was like, you know, it was good. It was good humor. I don't know what's going on or what they're drinking in New Jersey or with their team. I I don't know. But they're just absolutely killing it. I wish more teams would follow their footsteps like Vegas is doing like Seattle. I think that's what what fans love and need to get that that character. But to move on to the Islanders, it seems like every offseason when we start getting ready to season, there's more Joe Hosang drama. Well, it turns out he did sign a one-year deal with the team, but they're not going to bring him to the training camp. So he's just going to remain with their AHL affiliate. Yeah, I think this has, you know, I think part of it's the player, but I think also part of it's New Jersey our New York Islanders' management that just it seems not to let go. It seems like a bad marriage that's already failed, but one party's not wanting to sign the paperwork. yeah, I think he has a problem, maybe an attitude problem, showing up late, things like that, but I think it's just like that broken window theory. The window's broken already. You're leaving that car out there. It's just causing more and more damage. You should have fixed it, got rid of him, and got something when you can. Yes, he was on waivers. No one picked him up. I still think there's value to the kid. I wouldn't want him on the ducks, but I think it's time to cut ties already. Like, okay, it's not working out in New York. Go try another team. If it doesn't work out then, oh, obviously we know it's the player. If it does work out, then obviously it was the Islanders' fault too. But it's going to be hard to play for an organization that doesn't really value you. So I understand I, a little bit where he's coming from, but it's just hopefully this saga ends and hopefully he has a new journey with someone like another team and New York can get something for him later on in, in the season.
0: Yeah. That situation's not working out over there. And I don't think the ducks should try to, you know, go for him. It is some kind of personality thing or locker room thing. I, you know, I don't know a hundred percent what's going on there, but it's definitely one uh, situation that uh, the ducks should stay away from. So, um let's uh move on here uh what what's going on with uh, st louis eddie
1: yeah so they got a new captain their 23rd captain is ryan o'reilly with the tarasenko Shin, and perenko being alternates i i really loved uh, ryan o'reilly i really wish he became a duck uh i had so many great memories with ryan o'reilly in colorado watching him practice and as a fan experience too talking to him his, his nice car just him showing me things in his car he was really down to earth really cool guy he's a workhorse it's good to see him too i want to mention this because he was having some mental health issues in buffalo where he felt that he lost the passion for hockey he didn't want to play anymore he comes to st louis he wins a cup he rejuvenates him he's one of their top uh, top leaders in in st louis and he gets rewarded I being the team's captain now so it just I, I love how how just everything seemed like it was going down for him and then he just kind of slowly built himself up so it's good to see I want to throw Mike Hoffman signed a PTO with the Blues. There's an expected contract in place. The Blues just have to figure out their cap situation. This is a player that, that we both talked about as possibility of the Ducks trying to get. Uh, obviously, he's uh, he's over there with St. Louis now, so uh, wish him all the luck. Moving on to the Capitals. Uh, some unfortunate news and some surprisingly 2020 shocking news. Henrik Lundqvist will miss the entire season due to heart complications. Uh, uh, he's gonna have open heart surgery to fix the issues. Uh, it's believed that he had heart issues throughout his entire career, but it never was really an issue until recently when they had to get more tests and something wasn't right. Uh, my, my thoughts, or our thoughts and our prayers are definitely with him and wish him all the best. Uh, someone like him, a really class act guy, uh, trying to you know have a new journey in his career. I hope he uh, I hope he hits successful in the surgery and he can come back and he can finish up hockey on his own term. Um Who knows? The Ducks need a backup goalie next season, so maybe Lundqvist wants to come over to Anaheim. And some shocking, shocking way to end 2020 news is Zdeno Charles signed a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals. The Boston offered him a contract that was with a limited role that included some healthy scratch time. Uh, I guess he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to play more. He still has a lot to offer. So it's really, it was really surreal seeing him in uh, a jersey other than Boston. Yeah, I know he had Islanders and Ottawa jersey before, but but no one really remembers or cares about those times. Like the most significant time he spent was with Boston, and everyone knows him as that Boston uh, Bruins guy. So, like I said, this was the icing of the cake of 2020. Shocking. Um, I wish him all the best and definitely wish uh, Lundqvist all the best as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, out of, I mean, nobody really knew about Lundqvist. And when that came out, I'm just like, man, really? So I wish him the best. Uh, I mean, that's just unfortunate. I mean, but like you said, it's 2020, right? All the craziness that's happening. But uh, that'll wrap up everything that's going on with the league. We do have a a, a few things real uh, quick to close out the show. We are having a fantasy hockey league again, Eddie. Uh, Do you remember which website you used? Was it Yahoo again? Yes, Yahoo. I tried
1: ESPN. I just didn't like it. So I'll stick to Yahoo.
0: Okay. So we will be posting some of that information. We will be doing some giveaways as well. I have a few things to come up with, but uh, first, second, and third place, obviously, we'll be getting uh, stuff in that league. Also, uh, talking about giveaways and, and contests and stuff like that, we had Christian Ramirez. That was an Instagram use, um, user, that, a follower too, that uh, got the Wild Wing jersey, so he was the winner. We posted on some of the social media stuff, but in case you didn't know, he was the one that got it. He was super excited, and also, we joined uh, Rumble.com to add the podcast to we're still on youtube as well but we're also on uh like i said rubble.com you can look up ducks and pucks we're on there as well so that's another place to look forward to uh listening to our show and we will try to do shows more on a weekly basis or every two weeks when the season starts so we're ready to get rocking and rolling we got about a week to go enjoy the world juniors and let's go ducks